And one, two, three, and welcome to this episode of the Self-Centered Woman Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Hart, and I am excited to be with you today. Quick reminder, as always, if you have not rated and reviewed this podcast, please do. It's so very important to the success of the show. Also would like to remind you, if you have not signed up for our Wednesday newsletter, www.reconnected to life. Get connected for recentering your Wednesday because life is about much more than getting over the hump. Today, I want to talk about the miracle that it is for us to be even walking this earth, what it took for us to get here. I was born in Kansas and all growing up. I remember people saying, oh, did you see Dorothy in Kansas? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, And I never knew anything about Kansas except that I was born there because I never lived there. But my dad was from there and he wanted me to be born in the same hospital as him for whatever reason, which is so interesting in and of itself. Like, how do we come up with this stuff? Because at the time, my parents were living in Las Vegas. And so my dad said, I want my daughter to be born in Kansas. (laughs) So they moved, as much as I can understand it, across the country so that I could be born in this hospital. And that's all I ever knew about Kansas and my place of birth. My dad, fast forward to present day, has had some health issues and It has been on his heart to go back to Kansas to show us the place that he's from and for himself to visit some places as well, like um, the grave of his father. His father is born there, who is my grandfather, and his sister and her husband is born there, and a little brother of his who died when he was 11 months old, was buried there. Also, other houses that he had lived in when he was a child, when he was a teenager. He wanted to show us all these places. And I have not been in the same company with my dad and my sister by ourselves, oh my gosh, in years, years well over five years. Because once you have families, you know, it's really everybody is around and you never get that quality time. And the truth of the matter is that my dad and my sister and I have kind of been on the rocks um, for the past few years. So this also was kind of a healing space for us to all be in together. So I was not nervous about this trip at all. I was excited and kind of had a vision of how this was going to go. And so first and foremost, if any of you have the opportunity to spend real one-on-one time with a parent, when it comes to them telling you their history, I wholeheartedly hope that you take them up on that offer because first of all, they're not going to be here forever no matter what kind of relationship you had. This is rich history. This is part of yourself, part of puzzle pieces coming together and connect 
to make up who you are. So it is an opportunity. While it may be an opportunity for the parent, it is such an opportunity for you to be self-centered and grow into that space of real knowing who you are and where you came from and what a miracle it is that you even exist. So a couple of weeks ago, my sister, well, first I flew in My sister and my dad were coming from Las Vegas, so I flew in first, and I had a couple of hours in the airport waiting for them to come. And if you've ever flown into Wichita, you know that it's nothing like the Dallas airport. It's like a one-room shack. Not really, but there's nothing to do, okay, in Wichita except sit at the concession stand with the lady that works there who you've never met before and drink some beers and watch Nightmare on Elm Street, (laughs) which is what I did. And you would not believe the people that are in Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way. Rosanna Arquette is one of the teenagers in it. There's somebody else I can't remember, but I'm like, I can't believe that I'm sitting in Kansas watching Nightmare on Elm Street, drinking a Heineken and talking to this lovely lady. So then my dad and my sister touch down. We go to rent a car and it's about an hour drive to Winfield, Kansas, which is the place I was born. All along the way on either side are nothing but fields, crops, and I never knew how beautiful that could be. As far as the eye can see, past the horizon is nothing but crops. We got out and took a picture. I mean, it's literally like the ocean of the Midwest, if you can imagine. And you know the beauty of just like being able to not see the end of the ocean. It's so far and expansive. The crops uh, and the land in Kansas is like that, or at least where I was. So we rented an Airbnb and we get there and um, we went to dinner that night, just had a nice time connecting with each other. And then my dad had a whole agenda planned for the next day. So we were going to go visit the graves of these people. We were going to go visit the hospital that I was born. We were going to visit the place where his dad worked. And so We get up in the morning, ready to go, and the first place that we went was to see um, the cemetery where my Uncle Freddie was buried. My Uncle Freddie died when he was 11 months old, and that was my grandmother's third child. And the other two children were a little bit older, like um, maybe 12 and 10 years older. And then apparently my grandmother had this baby and he got sick and he died when he was 11 months old before my dad was born. And we searched for that grave far and wide and we actually found it on um, there's a website, find your grave. And somebody had taken a picture and it was a little headstone, a little heart headstone with a baby lamb sitting on top of it. So that's what we were setting out to find. And we finally found it. And this tiny little grave represents my uncle or who could have been my uncle, but didn't get to stay longer than 11 months 
And as I stood there, I thought of my grandmother, who I only know what I know of her. I know that she loved me. I know that she never had anything but love and compassion in her voice and encouragement for me. And at that moment, I thought, wow, she had to live through continuing to care for two children while losing a baby who she had cared for for 11 months and then having another child and what that must have been like for her. And then fast forwarding to think of my perception of her as just the most kind and compassionate and loving and encouraging person. And isn't it interesting that the people that are most broken have the capacity to be the most compassionate and understanding and non-judgmental for other people? And I just thought that was so sweet and it was very impactful for me. And then we went to visit my grandfather's grave, who I never knew because my dad, uh, my dad's dad died before I was even born. My mother would always tell me, your dad was so broken up when his dad died. He was so upset. But my dad is not the kind of person that shows those kinds of emotions. So I've never seen that from him. Um, but then to stand at the grave and to hear my dad talk because his father suffered from rheumatoid arthritis much of his life was in pain and suffering. And I could see the pain that still existed in my dad's eyes to know what his father had gone through. And that suffering really broke up the family because he had developed some mental um, difficulties because of his physical pain. And my grandmother and him ended up getting divorced. She moved to California. He stayed there. My dad had to leave his dad because obviously he couldn't care for him, even though he wanted to be with his dad, I think. He had to move to California. And so I think of this person that I never knew that had such an impact on the person that I've known for my whole life, which is my own dad. And we visited a couple of houses that... My dad's family, my grandmother and my grandfather all lived in together before they broke up. And then the other house was when my dad moved back to Kansas as a teenager, he lived with his dad for a time and we found that house as well. And it was just, again, such poignant moments to see these were real times and places. My dad was a teenager once. My dad went through all the same emotions of having to decide between two parents when he really shouldn't have had to because it wasn't his place. And just all the family dynamics, you know, are timeless. They go back 
hundreds of years, we deal with the same things. So my mom got pregnant with me. They moved um, and I was born in Kansas and then not long after we moved back. So one of the other houses that we were trying to find was the house that I lived in as soon as I was born. I wasn't born at home. I was born in the hospital, but we stayed in this house apparently for some time while we were waiting for me to be born and then a little bit after. And my dad, he was navigating his way around based on memory, which was challenging at times, LOL. And so my mom ended up being in on this hunt to try and find this house that I lived in when I was a baby. And for me, it meant a lot that we find this house too because I could feel like this is something that I've heard about my whole life and this is a piece of the puzzle that I really, now that I'm here, I have to see it. So I'm messaging my mom on Facebook saying, what was the name of that street that we lived on? Because my dad couldn't remember, just the roundabout area. If you've ever listened to the podcast with um, Jasmine Jameson about her son, we talk at the end about 444 and what that number means to me. Anyway, it's a number that means to me I'm on the right path, right? And so my mom's like, I don't remember what the name of the street was. It was some woman's name. And my dad's like, okay, yeah, that sounds familiar, blah, blah. But um, and we got to an area where it was a bunch of women's names, but it still wasn't quite it. So I called my daughter and I said, I bet it'll be on my birth certificate. So I called my daughter. She went and was searching for the birth certificate while my dad is driving, making my sister drive around the different streets. And my mom's trying to think of the name. And my daughter sends me the picture of my birth certificate at the exact time it comes through. My dad finds the street and says, this is the house. And it turns out that the name of the street is Elizabeth Street, which what are the odds of that? Well, my partner, my home birth partner's name is Elizabeth. So that's funny. But it all happened all at once that we found the street. I got the text with the birth certificate. Guess what time it was? 444. And so it was just so cool. Like, here you are. You are where you need to be right now in this time and space at 444, being with your dad, making the trip here, being with your sister, seeing where you come from, hearing the stories about your history and your grandfather's history and your grandmother's history and your dad's history and what it even took for all of those major players to come together for me to even get here on this earth is just mind-blowing when you think of it. And I know that you all have those same kinds of stories. I mean, if this didn't happen, if that hadn't happened, if only this, if only that, I never would have been here. Do you see what that has to mean? Well, I believe it means that you're here for a damn good reason. And there were no accidents. There are no mistakes. And I believe that if you have something on your heart to do, if you have a relationship that you're seeking, 
I think it's meant for you. And I think that you're supposed to pursue it. And I think you're supposed to make yourself healthy enough to receive it by being self-centered, by practicing your four seeds of self-care, eating well, sleeping well, meditation, exercise, put it on the calendar, make sure it gets done. Because that is going to be the jumping off point to start experiencing your life like the magical moments that they are. And if you start stringing together these magical moments, all of a sudden you have a magical month, a magical year, and a magical life. It was the best thing that I could have done to make that trip to Kansas. And I will cherish it forever. I will cherish watching my dad see where he used to live. It reminded me of that song by Miranda Lambert. If I could just come in, I swear i leave. Won't take nothing but a memory from the house that filled me. Which reminds me, the last stop was the grave of in the middle of freaking nowhere. I mean, the middle of nowhere. My aunt, which was my dad's sister, She was 13 years older. When I lived in high school, my dad sent me off to her house one year. Um, I had a terrible ear infection. And she took care of me. She was the most lovely lady. Never, never a negative thing did she ever say. Talk about the... I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Just the magic of seeing where you've been where you are now, where you're going. I saw the Karen Carpenter story when I was, I don't know, too little to see it, but I saw it and I was enthralled with Karen Carpenter and her music. My aunt knew this. And when I went to her house, she had bought me the Carpenter's greatest hits. So I would listen to it and I would try and learn all the words and sing it just like her. And, um, I have listened to the Carpenters <laughs> ever since. My kids, on the drop of a dime, all four of them at any given moment, we could do a five, six, seven. I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find is the love that I found ever since you've been around. Your love's put me at the top of the world. We have so much fun singing that song we have for years. And it never would have happened if this aunt, who I was now visiting her grave, didn't think enough of me to want to give me something that brought me joy. Isn't that amazing? The things that you put into other people are going to have such far-reaching effects that you can't even fathom. It's not for you. It's not for you to even know. But the self-centered part is just in the knowing and the wisdom that the simple act of giving to others, joy, encouragement, Love, connection. There's nothing greater. 
There's no greater treasure. Spend your time doing that and you will not go wrong. You will not be unhappy. It's impossible. Think more of others and less of yourself. And that is actually being self-centered. Show up for others in ways that will make them happy. Guaranteed, you're going to be more self-centered.